0: It's important we look at the facts. Why? Why?
1: Douglas Ross is sounding pretty scared.
0: I believe in independence.
2: And he clapped like a seal.
0: Hello and welcome to another Planet Hollywood. I'm Paul Hutchin, political editor of the Daily Record. Joining me this week are Hannah Roger, the chief reporter of the Sunday Mail and Douglas Dickey of the Scottish Daily Express. So, another week, another round of terrible headlines for the new First Minister, Hamza Youssef. Everywhere he turns, he seems to face questions about the police investigation into SNP finances. There's been no honeymoon for Hamza. Um, the big story this week was, of course, the arrest of long standing SNP Treasurer Colin Beattie, who was later released without charge. And the same thing happened to Peter Morrow, the former chief executive of the party. So let's start with the police investigation. Um, Hannah, the Sunday Mail has done some sterling work on this story. Um, You and John Ferguson have rightly won plaudits for your reporting on this. What was your reaction to the BT arrest? And where do you think the police investigation goes from here?
1: Well, you know, I think the fact that Peter Morrell was arrested and questioned I think that anyone who's been paying attention to it and who knows the sort of structure of the SNP um, internally wouldn't have been that surprised, me included, that Colin Beattie would be part of that investigation as well. I think the fact that the police went so far as to say that he had been arrested and was being questioned as a suspect in um, in their investigation you know, it, it's one of these ones that's quite difficult because we're in this limbo p- phase where we we can speak about it, but we can't, you know, we don't have a huge amount of information. Um, So there's a lot of kind of blanks to fill in. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, an answer to your original question, I'm not that surprised about Colin Beattie's arrest. I think where the investigation goes next, well... You know, I think most people now are looking at the third person whose name is on those company accounts, and that is Nicola Sturgeon. Um, you know, the fact that we hadn't heard anything in terms of her being questioned by the police up until this point, um, I think the longer that that takes to to happen, the more people are, are you know, Asking questions about what, why are they taking so long to even even question Nicholas Sturgeon? So potentially we could see some movement around Nicholas Sturgeon because, as I say, Peter Murrell he's been arrested and questioned. His name is on the accounts. Colin Beattie the same, and she is the final person whose name is on those accounts too. So yeah, we just have to keep an eye out and see what what's going to happen.
0: Hannah, the first minister or the former first minister's resignation press conference. She said that uh, the police investigation played no part in her deciding to quit. Do you buy that in the cold light of day? I mean, I'm not I'm not convinced that they were tipped off, but do you think that the former First Minister maybe had an inkling that something bad was coming down the track? Um, <clears throat> well,
1: yeah, I, I don't want to kind of verge into the realm of conspiracy or whatever, you know, Um, in terms of the police being in cahoots with the the SNP. I don't have a clue about any of that, but I think now even, you know, even SNP members, SNP supporters that I've been speaking to are rightly, I think, suspicious of Nicola Sturgeon's true reasons for her resignation. Um, I just think it's too much of a coincidence that she resigned, you know, a couple of weeks before this happened, um, given that she had been previously saying, you know, I've got plenty left in the tank, I'm not going anywhere. Um, You know, everyone was sort of questioning at the time, really, like, what, what has caused this? Why is it that she has suddenly decided all of this? And. You know, I think it does put it into a different perspective when we now knowing what we know now. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like to say that she was telling fibs, but I I, I don't buy that the police investigation was nothing to do with it.
0: Dougie, um Hams is at a very difficult start in his term as first minister. He can get on the front foot every time he wants to talk about his own agenda. Something else happens with this police investigation. Um, now, the Scottish Daily Express is not exactly the first minister's biggest fan. Are you beginning to feel a wee bit sorry for the guy?
2: Uh, you know, fun enough, Paul. Um, just before I came on to the show, uh, we were we, we were discussing this very point, and uh, I think it's fair to say there's not there's not too much sympathy um, certainly amongst Scottish Daily Express readers. Um, and you know, my own view is that. You know, Hamza Youssef was part of Nicholas Sturgeon's team. He was a close member of Nicola Sturgeon's team. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that he didn't know some of what she knew. And, and, and you know, Hannah's made the point about whether she had an inkling of what was coming. And of course, we've got to be, you know, careful of what we say. But um, I, I don't believe for a second that Hamza Youssef didn't didn't have an idea that something like this was going to happen. I think he is um, arrogant enough to believe that he could deal with it, that he could get the party back on the front foot. Um, and I think, once again, we're seeing a guy who looks increasingly out of his depth. Uh, I think a lot of us thought that would be the case before he was elected. It, 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 he actually looks shattered. Um it, 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 he, he, he actually um, had, had, you know, a, a rare change not today. I thought he got a very, very easy ride at FMQs today. Um, I nearly nodded off at times during it. It was that. It was that dull. But um, other than that, it's it's been a dreadful week for him. And the optics of it are just, you know, I think something to kind of point out is that, if you know, I was speaking yeah. to someone close to this at the weekend and, they were, they were quite clear that if, that if charges are brought, you know, this could be years, you know, years before a resolution comes to this. So the SNP could have two or three years of this right up until the next Scottish election of, you know, potentially court cases. And again, I don't want to, um, you know, preempt anything that might happen, but um, I think he looks like a guy who thought he could deal with it and he's finding it very quickly that actually he's not in control of the narrative. He's not able to get control of the narrative, and he, he, he's looking increasingly like a bit of a lame duck. Do
0: you
1: know? <coughs> do you know I was just going to say, right? I was watching uh, earlier this week. I was watching Aliens. You know, the sequel to Alien, right? And it just it just reminds me of a. Uh, is a bit like Ripley and Aliens, where she's just trying to get through, sort out all the mess, get to the other side, and just aliens, like, they're just everywhere, completely relentless. I feel like that's Hamza right now. Like, he can't do anything right. He's just been attacked left, right, and centre. So, yeah. Good
0: good analogy. I like it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's been on my mind since I watched it, and I just keep seeing uh, parallels everywhere, but I, I do feel like this is quite a good one, because you know, he just isn't getting a break at all. Um, You know, but what Dougie was saying, I think <laughs> there are questions for him in terms of how much he was aware of and how much involvement he's had and you know, I don't believe that he didn't have a clue about anything until he became First Minister. I just, that kind of stinks to me.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing Nicola Sturgeon burst through his chest at FMQs one day. And- <laughs> Take on. I, the, I think. I think it's
0: actually. I think maybe the analogy I would draw is the, It's like Jaws, and I think that uh, the police investigation is the shark. That's the. Uh, that's the, the the metaphor for me. Now, Hannah, um, the the main thing that he wanted to be the centrepiece of his week was the priorities statement. Uh, I yeah. think on the Tuesday, and that was completely overshadowed by, <laughs> the rest, to say the least. Now, if you look at the sort of policy side of it, um, he delayed the deposit return scheme and kind of got rid of the consultation on alcohol advertising and then confirmed another delay in the National Care Service. Do you think there are signs that he's trying to distance himself from the Sturgeon administration? Because those were three pretty key policies um, uh, that that she was right behind.
1: Well... Yes and no, to be honest, because if we look at it, it's not like he's scrapped deposit return. It's not like he's scrapped the National Care Service. He's just put it on pause. Um, So, you know, I think those are probably the right things to do, particularly around the deposit return scheme. Um, I've been doing an awful lot of work on that in the past kind of like six weeks or so when there are huge huge problems with it so i think that's probably the right idea but you know so i do think maybe he is trying to appear like he's distancing himself from the sturgeon regime um but when you actually look at the details it it is not distant enough i would say um and of course he did unfortunately kind of pitch himself, even though he wouldn't admit it, pitch himself as the continuity candidate in the, the leadership election. And I'm pretty sure he's, you know, kicking himself for doing that now. Do
0: you think Dougie, I mean, some folk think that he has to throw Nick under the bus. Do you think that he has to throw her under the motorhome?
2: I, I, I'm actually, uh, we've been quite surprised that, that he's not thrown Nickel Sturgeon under the bus yet, actually. Um, I don't really feel he has. Uh, I understand, obviously, Tuesday was an attempt maybe to distance himself from from, from Sturgeon's, um, uh, you know, some of her policies. Policies, incidentally, that whom Yusuf himself was happy to defend just just a few weeks ago. But I think he's been, I actually I, I think he's shown uh, remarkable loyalty t- um, to Nicola Sturgeon in some ways. Not that I'm, you know, one for giving him much praise, but I think it'd been very easy for him to... Uh, it, 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 Know completely turn away from everything that that, you know Nicola Sturgeon felt she stood for. Um, but so far he's 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 kind of resisted the chance to do that. Whether whether he does it in the future, um, that you know that kind of remains to be seen. I think I think Hannah was correct, you you know, doing the 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 delays to the DRS and, and the alcohol advertising were absolutely the right things to do. Um, the most interesting thing about the whole thing is that the Greens, you know, the Greens in government, their, their red line wasn't actually an environmental issue and he certainly threw Lorna Slater under the bus on, on uh, Tuesday So sorry, you're going to forgive me, there's a dog trying to get in my house but yeah, I mean, he totally humiliated Lorna Slater um, uh, but probably, you know, probably for the correct reasons Hannah, let's move on from the
0: SNP to bad Tories. Um, Lord Frost mm-hmm. wrote a piece in the Daily Telegraph this morning in which he basically said that a future Tory government should claw back powers from the Scottish Parliament. Um Aye. Does this unelected backbench peer have a point?
1: Uh. I mean, who knows? He did, It's obviously like completely incendiary. He's just lobbed a grenade right in there because he's thought, oh, the SNP are in trouble. Um, you know, they don't have a clue what they're doing, so let's just take all of their powers off of them. Devolution isn't working. Um, I mean, he even he's even slagged off the Welsh government and said, you know, it's, they're they've you know made a pathetic attempt at devolution, and it's not really worked there either, but he's actually said that in Scotland it's become very dangerous and that's why he thinks that, uh, you know, basically the next Tory government should remove remove all of the devolution devol- devolved powers. Um, one of the things, though, I did find was quite interesting in that column. He says that, you know, the Internal Markets Act that was brought in, a uh, under Boris, when was it, 2021? Um, you know, he is he is directly linking that to basically this attempt to remove like powers of devolved governments. Now that's something that the SNP at the time constantly said, you know, this is a Tory power grab, this is a power grab from us, how dare you? And the Tories said, no, 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 absolutely not. So it's quite interesting to see somebody so senior and influential within the Tory party basically admit that that's what it's for. Um but yeah, yeah so who, who
0: is this guy and why should we give a monkey what he thinks? He's a well, elected
1: He has he's unelected, right? But he's um I mean he was like crucial in the Brexit kind of negotiations. He I spoke to him many times actually during that period. Um he, you know, he does have his sort of finger on the pulse, I guess, of what's going on within the Tory party. He's a kind of, or at least he was anyway, a, a, an ally of Boris Johnson. So he kind of comes from that side of things. Um, you know, but it's not as if he is saying, right, this is what the Tories are going to do. He's just a mouthpiece like any other columnist, you know. He's he's entitled to have his opinions. And I suppose it's, it's useful to know, what the opinions of that certain faction of the Tory party um, the kind of things that they're talking about and the kind of things that they're discussing but no, it's not. He doesn't have any, you know, doesn't have any kind of political or elected power but it doesn't mean he can't have an opinion.
0: Dougie, what I thought was interesting was um, Scottish Tories lining up to denounce what he was saying. I think it was Murdo Fraser started it off and then you'd Donald Cameron and, and various other people. Um be fair to say this is a deeply unhelpful intervention for the Scottish Conservatives.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a fair point, Paul. Um, I can agree with, you know, some of what um, somewhat Hannah was saying. I mean, Lord Frost, he, I, I don't know if he's quite as influential as as, as people maybe think, especially not now. Um, what I do think is he's... He, he's saying something that I think, you know, not the idea of there not being a Scottish Parliament. I don't think is, is, is in anyone's radar, but I think there is a, a a growing line of thought in Scotland that it maybe does need to be reformed. Um, I've seen quite a few people talking about this, and their point that you know people say that Westminster is removed or feels distant from them, but Holyrood can feel extremely distant. Uh, from from uh, you know from people especially in the north east the highlands and islands uh, you know the same kind of problems arise here. So I, I think it it's kinda it's kind, of, it's kind of part of a wider argument over whether Horud itself needs to be looked at. Um I mean I think well, we need to an
0: argument maybe Dougie for devolving more powers to councils well, well, like, and taking them well, back up to Westminster.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've got says um, on a kind of personal level. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly something I'm supportive of. I think, I think Holyrood is every bit as bad at hoarding power as Westminster perceives itself to be. But I, I, I mean, it has been. An, a, you know, to go back to the original question, it's, uh, it's been a deeply unhelpful um, uh, comment. I think from a Scottish Tory point of view, I think there's a lot of Scottish Express readers will have some sympathy with them. They might even think it should go a wee bit further. Uh, But obviously, obviously the SNP, who, of course, also want to get rid of devolution in their own way of, you know, have jumped on it. They've kind of pounced on it. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I I, I think the last thing the UK government needs is is to have to deal with certain issues up here. Um, uh, You know, they've got their own, you know, they don't have their own problems to deal with the last thing they need is you know the Scottish NHS uh, you know Scottish NHS landing on their entry. So I think it has, uh, you know it certainly created debate um, we're running we're running a wee poll on it on our uh, on our website it'd be great if people could uh, take part in that uh and gauge what people think but it's one of these for me Lord Frost he's you know he's talking to a certain type of conservative voter through the Telegraph. I don't think it's going to have any mainstream support. Uh, it's an interesting talker. The SNP obviously pounce on it, anything to take away from their own problems. But I think uh, in a week's time it will be um, chip paper, as they say.
0: Anna, I, last year Douglas Ross looked like he was in trouble, you know, the flip-flopping over Boris Johnson and undeclared uh, declarations on his register of interest. But now, maybe just by dint of SNP uh, problems and crisis, he seems to be safe. Is that your reading of it?
1: What, in his position as the leader? Yeah,
0: yeah, the Scottish Tory leader.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't see any sort of, you know, major, anyone launching any major challenges to his position at the minute. No, I think that would be kind of pretty stupid on, on the part of the Scottish Tories, given... You know they don't want to start creating havoc in their own party. When I guess they, you know, could benefit from the chaos in the SNP. But yeah, he's also sort of been getting on all right in terms of making some fairly good points at um, FMQs. He's not been, you know, he's not been saying anything totally ridiculous. So yeah, I think I think he's he's fine for now.
0: Yeah, and just on the opinion polls. I suppose it was the legacy of Liz Truss that um Labour had massive opinion poll leads, maybe even up to 25 points at one point. Now it seems to have narrowed to about 10 points or less. Um what, what do you make of this, Hannah? I mean, is that just a sort of natural process given that you know that the 25-point lead was probably based on anger and was always going to reduce somewhat?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean. You know, I think the the twenty five point lead. When are we talking about? Are we talking about? You know, like the last hate? year, I think.
0: You know. Okay, so don't...
1: party gay and the crony contract, and you know, people are still absolutely reeling and traumatized from COVID, and then they hear about all these parties and all the rest of it. So yeah, it's unsurprising that there was such a huge lead at that point. I think you know what does that tell us about? people's views just now. I think it tells us that Rishi Sunak's managing and as best he can. He's obviously not totally wowing people, but he's not doing anything, you know, completely horrific to make them so angry that they want to go to Labour. Um, you know, I think here Starmer might be a bit, sorry, I've got a cat uh, here. It's not just kind of random... <laughs> Um, I think Keir Starmer might be a bit disappointed in that I think that he would probably want to see more of a um, you know, more of a a difference there Um, but then obviously that might be why he has accused Rishi Sunak of basically supporting paedophiles, which was another mental thing uh, last week, but yes, we might start to see more of these sorts of headline-grabbing, sensationalist things coming from the Labour Party in the next year to try and, you know, push push the difference in those opinion polls a bit further.
0: Anna, do you think that maybe the, the opinion poll lead was based more on anger at the Tories than it was about enthusiasm for Labour?
1: Well, aye. I mean, no doubt. Unfortunately, you know, Labour... Labour under Jeremy Corbyn, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but obviously that was just a disaster and Keir Starmer was starting from a very like low point so he did have like quite a lot of ground to make up, but you know, he's, he's doing a good job, but I don't think people have got this real, it's kind of like Rishi Sunak, they've not got this real affinity towards him like they did with for example, Corbyn in the beginning or Boris even, or you know, Nicola Sturgeon, for example. Um, And I think that, yeah, people were just so infuriated by Boris and the goings-on of of Partygate and the crony uh, COVID contracts and Matt Hancock and, you know, the list is endless. Uh, I think that's probably why there was such a big sort of gap
0: there. Dougie, do you sense that Labour's lead is soft?
2: Yeah, I think I, I, I absolutely do, um, and Hannah, for me, hit the nail on the head. Um, it, 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 it's kind of we're coming, ho- hopefully, we're coming out of this kind of cult of politicians, because I think you know it's something that um, uh, Rishi Sunak, who, who h- has only had to appear competent, and, and, and I think Hannah was kind of chuckling at your uh, assertion that a politician was doing well because he hadn't said anything completely ridiculous. And I, I think that's, you know, that is the kind of bar that we're setting these days for our politicians. And I guess that's quite depressing. Um, but, 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 but yeah, you know, Rishi Sunak has shown himself to be a competent leader. And I think people are responding to that. Labour's, Labour's biggest problem, and I think this is, a, this is actually more of a problem in Scotland than it is down south, is right now uh, people are, you know, they are defining themselves and people are defining them as what they're not rather than what they are. Um, and I think I, I think that's going to be a big problem for Keir Starmer because what's you, you know what happens when people actually scratch the surface and as that anger fades, then it, 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 you know they actually need to offer something to the country and I'm, I'm you know I'm not sure they do that at the moment. I mean, Humza Yusuf's um, uh, you know his policy announcement on Tuesday, which was obviously completely overshadowed, was also clearly an attempt to try and stop. You know, voters hemorrhaging to Labour. It was obviously pitched at the central belt, Labour, you know, traditional socialist types. um, And, you know, he's able to have put that on the table. And yet, Anas Sarwar um, doesn't seem to be able to offer what Labour, you know, to to tell what Labour offer. All all he can kind of say is, look, you know, we're not the SNP, we're not the Tories, let's, uh, you know, let's get them both out. But then what, you know, what happens after that? And I think I think right now that's uh, that's Labour's um, biggest problem. And, th- you, you, you know, the Tories and the SNP could could yet take, uh, you know... Well,
1: take do, the- do you really think, though, do you really think that that Labour hasn't offered, any, given any offers of what they would do? I mean, I would say the opposite, actually. I think that they've, you know, not only are they slagging everybody else off left, right and centre, but they're actually saying, well, if we were in charge... This is what we would do, you know, for example, to solve the NHS recruitment problems or, you know, various other things like energy bill prices and stuff. I think they have put forward quite a few sort of well-rounded proposals, no?
2: I think, I I, I actually think down south they have done better at that. Mm. I'm not sure it's getting through. I think that's the point I'm making. You know, right now it's very much, let's get rid of the SNP, let's get rid of the Tories. They need to offer something else. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not. You obviously feel differently. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they are offering anything else right now. Or obviously, Scott. You, you know, the Express. You know, ever kind of leadership are probably looking more at with the Tories and Russia Sunak can offer. But mm. um, I, I think it is a soft lead. But I also think it's still a pretty healthy lead, albeit quite far out still from the general election. A lot can change in a year. Uh, or, you know, over a year, 18 months. And um, but, uh, the idea that they were going to win by 25%, uh, yeah. you know, the Tories were going to end up in third place. It was always pie in the sky. This was always going to happen. The polls were always narrow. Uh, <laughs> I really hate to use a cliche, but there's only one poll that matters. And uh, I, I think, uh, I still think, if I, you know, if it was a betting man, uh, which I am occasionally, I, I think my money would still be on a Labour victory. Maybe not a Labour majority. Yeah, I think that's quite a
0: shrewd analysis, Dougie. Um, just summing up then good week, bad week, starting with you, Hannah. Um, who well,
1: you so my good week, yeah, my good week was going to be Angela Rayner because she gave an absolutely stonking speech at the STUC conference on Tuesday. But, well, I still think that she's had a really good week. Basically, she's came up here. She's been sort of well-received. She gets some good coverage in the papers and, you know, she spoke a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been quite a good week for her. But can I also add, because I like to add someone else, uh, Fergus Ewing. I think he has had a, quite a, quite a good on. week. Come on! No, just bear with me, right? He's totally chuffed about this deposit return scheme, and um, he had he made quite a, a funny comment about the Greens during FMQs that made me laugh. So, I mean, in
0: the the Sunday Mail, though. A couple of weeks ago, the wine. No, bar I not
1: say wine bar revolutionaries.
0: Or maybe I think he said it to the the Daily Mail. I think he said it to one of the the papers. Maybe. Well.
1: That's fine. I just thought, you know He
0: repeated a funny phrase. Okay, fair.
1: Enough. Oh fine, fine, fine. Take Fergus Ewing off of me then. Um do you want bad week from me?
0: Bad week. Who no. who's in the doghouse?
1: Well, I think me and Dougie have both avoided the obvious, which is Hamza and Colin Beattie. <laughs> um, but for it's me... It's not
2: Colin's best week. Let's, uh, no, you
1: know, it's not being Colin. I think that goes
2: without saying. I don't think we need to pick that out, to be no.
1: honest. Uh but Lorna Slater, um, she is not... <laughs> Sorry, that picture. Um, Lorna Slater is probably feels like that image right now in her head. Um, You know, her her, uh, amazing deposit return scheme that she said was going ahead with, you know, no questions asked on August the 16th has been, you know, delayed. And she also, I'm pretty sure she also said previously, whoever delays, if anyone delays the scheme, they're incompetent. And uh, yeah, so... She's. Um, I think she's actually due to make a statement in Hollywood kind of eminently about it as well, but, you know, it's not been the best week for Lorna Slater.
2: And Dougie, thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, well, uh, staying on that theme, uh, it's been a good week for Scotland's and uh, the UK's craft brewers uh, and other uh, small uh, drinks producers and businesses who are obviously, um, you know, cracking open a beer to celebrate the delay of the, uh, you know, much derided deposit return scheme. Um, They might, you know, it is just a delay. We need to wait and see what happens with it. I I suspect, and I would like to think, that they might be having another celebrated drink when Lournus later is uh, removed from government, as she should be in the near future, especially after calling her new boss incompetent. Um, (laughs) It's been been a very good week for them. It's been a bad week for Humza Yusuf's press officers, who have had to watch on. I can only assume we're heading their hands as new first minister um just pours petrol on the fire with some fantastic lines to journalists about I'm always you know I'm I'm always surprised when one of our you know when one of MSPs are there. listen the more huddles the better. I'm pro huddle well, you know I, I, huddle I, I, every day. Absolutely, absolutely. He's but, doing um, a
0: good job. He's doing a great job at these struggles.
2: I, 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 I think it's is. magnificent. He should, he should definitely... You know, and it, it is important that he keeps it up for, you know, transparency reasons. And we know that he's very big on transparency, apparently. So, yeah. uh, But they, they, they are either being ignored or, or are in, or incredibly bad at the job. Um, I don't know... I feel
1: like we shouldn't be blank. We shouldn't be highlighting that. I know, I
2: know.
1: You know, because otherwise he's just going to start saying yes and no. And not actually answering the questions, and then we will just have nothing to write about. So,
2: well, okay, I'll change it to. It's been a good week for Hums's press officers. Uh, (laughs) Excellent job, and you know, improving transparency and improving access to the First Minister, and long may it continue.
0: Excellent. I like the sound of that. That's good. That's good. Um, Brilliant.
2: Is that it? Did you you do another one, or is is it just? No, that was it. Um, Good week, bad week. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant. Oh, good week, good week. Sorry, good week, good week. Good week, for good me. week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably <laughs> um, well, we'll have to wrap up there. That's it for another week. Um, hope you enjoyed the latest Planet Hollywood. Thanks to Hannah and Dougie for their analysis. And please join us again next week. It's important we look at the facts. Why? Why? Douglas
1: Ross is sounding pretty scared.
0: Because I believe in independence. And he clapped like a seal.